0: Your quest starts here. Welcome everybody into the Q Code podcast with your host Danny, Travis, Travis, and Alan, and uh, we are here. If you are watching us on YouTube, you'll notice that there is a theme about our. Episode today, if so you can see, yeah, I got to move this way. Bruce Lee, except for Danny's just in a just an empty dojo. <laughs> He's it's because I'm getting I'm getting prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, today we are going to be talking about uh, Bruce Lee, and uh, but we'll we'll get into the the specifics in a little bit. Um our segue into that though is that we have a few questions because we are talking about bruce lee we want to talk about just our lives and how martial arts or bruce lee or anything in pop culture anything like that has influenced our lives and why we like it so much because i mean who doesn't like martial arts
1: like for example who in this group has taken, I mean, by group, I mean people on this podcast have taken some kind of martial arts lessons in their lives.
2: That would be me. I would I, I would say me too. So everyone has?
1: Okay, so Trav, my Del, how far did you get?
2: He got actually almost, really far. <laughs> yeah, almost to a black belt. Pretty close, not quite there. It's, it's like brown, brown belt? belt. I, brown belt, yep. So I was, I was uh, like a year shy of the black.
1: Which is why oh, these are weapons
2: man. in several countries. <laughs> <laughs> How far did you get, Alan?
3: Wait, was it karate? It was karate. <laughs> uh, karate. I got, uh, I don't know, what's the first belt? <laughs> white. White belt. What's after white? <laughs> yellow. Gold or Over yellow. Belt. I think I got to yellow. I think I got to yellow. And I was like, it matches my Asian-ness, so I'm going to stay
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you chose the all-yellow Bruce Lee behind you?
0: Yep. (coughs) Trav Koku. So I also got to yellow. However, I'm pretty sure I did it in record time because I only took about two months worth of classes in the cafeteria of an elementary school called the Hannah Holbrook Hooters. I know the Hooters, I was a Hooter
2: for (laughs) one year. You went to a place (laughs) called Hooters? It's, no, it's an elementary school and their mascot used to be a Hooter as in an owl, but. And they are no longer the Hooters because (laughs) as you can
0: imagine,
2: we ruin everything. Well, I mean, they kind of had that. They kind of had that one coming. That one's really on awesome. them.
0: <laughs> All I can tell you is, just at the end of each class, I always had like food crumbs and like because like we we had to act like it was a real dojo. Like we had to take off our shoes and socks and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but this is real <laughs> gross.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I got some oh, yeah. blue belts. Good for you
1: guys. That's good. too. It's good, but really, the dojo that we went to, Blue Belt was the second belt. it was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're just Blue belt skip was the, all the uh, others. Blue Belt was the fourth, the, the fourth belt at mine. Four, Blue Belt.
0: <laughs> 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 I should have just kept that last part to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm Also, also I, I will throw this out. And I know that uh, you probably know, Danny, I don't think Alan knows and it's, it's too long of a story to really get into. Um, but I'll just mention it. There was a time when I was super into being a ninja. <laughs> 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 like so much I so that, that I went to Barnes and Noble and found a, uh, a magazine where you could buy authentic ninja garb. And Is that what you had when we were in high yes, school. Yes. So I had like the minute. whole ninja get up. With the, the split toe tabby boots, um, I had a I had a utility belt with like those claw things that you put on your hand. So, see, I thought you were supposed to uh, like climb trees with them. I quickly found out that they're actually used to murder people. So, um,
2: <laughs> but you probably could climb a tree. The like, trap like,
0: like, Countless trees
1: trying to figure yeah. this
0: out. <laughs> See, yeah. I just had this idea that because we used to play night games as kids, we'd run around the neighborhood, and I just yeah. thought, like, I would have been the coolest night gamer because I'd have my whole ninja get up and nobody would be able to find me because I'd be flying around trees all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: trap. Is that the uh, ninja. Outfit you wore in the video you made with Steve? It's, it yes. Where yes. you guys put it in reverse and it looked yeah. like you're jumping up onto ledges?
0: Yep, it yep. was that, that. That was the same one. Outfit. <laughs> now, the, the whole story really goes that uh, the first night, that because Trav was there. He just mm-hmm. didn't have any ninja garb. It was me and our buddy Josh Edwards. And we had our ninja outfits on. Trav came along for the ride. We, we had to get a ride from, her, from his sister because we couldn't drive yet. and We were going to go toilet paper somebody's house. So we, she had to make a stop at Target. We got real bored in the car and decided to jump out and just run around and be crazy. But she, made us, she told us if you do get out of the car, you have to lock the door. So then as we're out there, all these teenagers, these high school kids come out. And of course they see two kids, in ninja outfits. <laughs> so this is like low hanging fruit here. Um, and, uh, they got in their cars and they chased us around, uh, the parking lot. I remember specifically that Trav somehow got in a cart and was rolling down the actual <laughs> parking lot. As I tried to chase after him, didn't work out, but, uh,
1: so is he this a different so- time when Trav jumped and realized that there was like another level to this backyard?
2: But yeah, that was yes. a different time. <laughs> no, Trav got so close to my cart. He was like coming and he was like right there. And then they're like, well, but you epic at the life ninja boy. And he like panicked and ran away. <laughs> and Coasting down the parking lot in this car. This is going to sound real. Out. Yeah. This is going to sound really bad,
0: but you know, when they were chasing me with the car, I didn't want to die, and I thought to myself, what would they not try and murder? And so I thought, who else would be in this ninja outfit? Probably someone who's mentally challenged. So I started flailing my arms around and pretending (laughs) that I was mentally challenged. Like I said, now that I'm an adult, I see my mistake. But they did not fall for it. and they almost hit me with the car. But anyway. I think if they're
1: trying to hit you with the car, they wouldn't have, like, made that calculation in their head. I don't think they would have suddenly been like, whoa, man, that dude is his arms. He is obviously mentally challenged. we got to back off.
0: I had to try something. I was going to get freaking run over. I was I rolling on all the stops. What's
1: eating Gilbert Grape?
0: Too she many times, being.
2: too many times. But anyway, <laughs> I didn't uh, did want a ninja costume until that night. And then after that, night, I was like, <laughs> <kid.">
0: <laughs> you didn't want to spend $150 on all the bells and whistles that I did. No,
2: nah, I would have taken the boots, though.
0: So. so did your friend Josh Edwards,
1: did he also have a full on ninja? Like the yeah, he did.
2: He so did. he bought the
1: fancy one with you? Yep. So I mean, things when I was growing up, I'm sure that you guys all had big influences from too. But were, we've talked about this on a previous podcast, um, we talked about that Three Ninjas movies. Um, Alan yes. brought that up, and then it brought up a whole bunch of turmoil from childhood past. So we won't get into that today. If you want to learn, Travis, more about because that.
3: they called
2: him Tum Tum, who Alan? Yes. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> because he was a little robust. I was I was Rocky in our in our uh, playtime. Um, I was Rocky too. Steve and was my cult. sister. My sister was Colt, and <laughs> Miles was Tum Tum. My little brother. Yeah, Miles. <laughs> Miles was the furthest thing from Tum Tum.
1: <laughs> but another thing was like Mortal Kombat it was like one of my favorite video games growing up. Speaking of. Here's a question for either anybody who knows, if they know. So obviously Bruce Lee is who we're talking about today. Was Liu Kang on Mortal Kombat, like, created after
2: Bruce Lee's likeness? I'm going to say yes, because you're asking this question. No,
0: I have no idea. (laughs) Danny loves to lead questions, you know, leading questions, where he knows the answer but wants to see if we do, too.
3: He would always get contempt of court. if he was (laughs) (laughs) naked. Danny's a half naked child just
0: running through the back. (laughs) In (laughs) his dojo? Then tell him the (laughs) of (laughs) respect. Danny, you don't have to be embarrassed. We'll just call attention to it and move on. (laughs) I'm not embarrassed, but I'm just like He's just just like like, you can see him. It's it's like he was trying to hide his face, like, of how pissed he was. He's like, Sho, shoo, shoo,
2: Six <laughs> <laughs> people are so, watching
0: this. I it. Did you guys answer it, though? So do you, it was. I don't know. I think, think so. I mean, I don't know, know if I it's mean, true. It kind of looks really, like uh, it.
1: Yeah, not only the way he looks, but, like, the way that he was like,
0: Yeah! Yeah,
3: yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's kind of like what Bruce Lee would do, right, in his movies. I feel like are you? Isn't it the guy that played him though in the Mortal Kombat movie the same guy who played Bruce Lee in that movie? Yep. The, that's probably where you're like that might be part of it that you're seeing the overlap there. Maybe same like character, it's seeping in. in. He played Liu Kang and Bruce Lee. <laughs> so oh no, true. check it out! Bruce Lee was the one of the two main influences of Liu Kang's character.
0: Look at yeah. that!
2: See. I just put two and two together, like, just
1: sitting here. So that Perfect was Perfect awesome.
0: segue, Dan Coon. I know.
1: So, so does anybody have else have any uh, martial arts stories or influence they'd like to share before we jump into our main topic?
0: No, but I guess we should probably talk about why we are talking about Bruce Lee. So uh, if you have listened to our – I can't remember what episode it was – um, but we started the uh, one of our podcast episodes with some conspiracy theories that we'd like to know a little bit more about. And uh, at the time, Trav Mydell was not with us on the podcast, um, but he drew the short stick and gets to start today, and he was going to talk about uh, the conspiracy theory behind Bruce Lee's death. Um, so, yeah, for anybody
1: who's wondering, uh, the really complicated way in which we decided the order of these conspiracy theories. We each put a conspiracy theory into a chat, a group chat. Uh, Alan randomly numbered those conspiracy theories. And then I ran (laughs) one through four. And then I ran a run random number generator one through four.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you took the the time. I'm a hundred (laughs) percent sure. No one was wondering how
0: that? <laughs> How did you come up with that? <laughs> How did, did they you really randomly drop? select between four people? <laughs> oh, sure I think. Did I, think really assigned, I think
1: Alan assigned. I think Alan assigned Trav Mydell's uh, conspiracy number one of four, and when I ran them a <laughs> random number generator, one came up like seven times in a row to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be. <laughs> Cause I was like, Run. "It's like one, I'm like okay, next one. I'm like we already have one, one. I'm like, come on." So, yeah, it took seven seconds to get past one.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Dan coon <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> uh, We can move uh, into our main topic now. Go ahead and start, you guys. I'm just going to make sure my uh, naked son is okay because I, <laughs> I
2: feel bad about that. So I'll be right back. But continue. <laughs> Now his couch couches in his dojo. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, if you guys are just
0: listening to us on, like, I would just suggest going to YouTube um, for the foreseeable future until we are back in, like, our recording studio, <laughs> Alan's house, <laughs> Alan's garage, uh, back of his garage, actually. <laughs> It's just so much better to watch. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. Uh Nobody up. I kind of set you guys up. Uh So I failed you. (laughs) Before we started, we talked about
3: each other not interrupting each other when they're talking, and Danny has every single time I've talked. I'm
1: sorry. What can I, can I talk over you now? First of all, I've done it only seven or eight times. (laughs) All right.
0: Ready to dive in? Yeah, yeah. let's do it.
2: Okay. So I have put together for us a nice comprehensive look into Bruce Lee's life. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about, start with his life a little bit. We're going to do a really high level look at his life because his his death is juicy. Lots to get into there. Um, so, this is okay. more than one conspiracy? Like, it's conspiracy Oh, yeah, there's run. several. Oh, 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 yes. There's quite a few. And as I told you guys in the group chat today, I went to some dark places on the internet to get <laughs> details <laughs> on some of these conspiracies, places I don't want to go again. Um, okay. <laughs> So, as you guys know, Bruce Lee was born the year of the dragon and the hour of the dragon, which is why he's known as the dragon. dragon. Yep. Good job, Trav. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wait, what's the hour of the
1: dragon? I guess they just correspond
2: the month with the hours (laughs) like 11 (laughs) would be like whatever November is. I have no idea. I didn't get that much further into it. Honestly, that little piece of information came from a report card I wrote when I was in like seventh grade that I just happened to have still. on Bruce. On Bruce Lee. And I pulled it up. Cause I was like, I was this morning. I was like, I wonder if I have any good facts inside that report that I wrote when I was in seventh grade that I still have. So I opened it up and read about that. And it was like, I was born in the year and hour of the dragon. And I was like, ah. Also, the report was written in first person for some reason, as if I were. <laughs> um, but anyway, so in uh, so he was born in San Francisco, but that was only a coincidence. His mom was a dancer, I believe, and so they were touring, and they just happened to be in San Francisco in Chinatown where he's born. But he actually grew up in Hong Kong. So uh, he was there until he came out to. Can you guess where he came in the States to live?
1: San Francisco. Nope. No. Oh. wait, can I make
2: a guess? Seattle. Yep. Hollywood. Alan got it. Seattle. Oh. Home of those apples.
3: We have a big uh, Chinatown. Okay. It's,
2: it's home of the uh, Cosmic Crisp, Crisp, Crisp Apples? Home of the Cosmic Crisp Apples, as everybody knows Seattle is known for <laughs> the Cosmic Crisp Apples. <laughs> Um, so he enrolled as a major in philosophy at the University of Washington, just down the street from where I live, basically. And eventually he got a job teaching the Wing Chun style of martial arts that he had learned in fellow that he'd learned in Hong Kong to his fellow students, which, as you know, uh, consisted of a lot of white people, um, including his future wife, Linda Emery, who he married on my birthday in 1964. August
1: there's so many crossovers with you Trav
2: <laughs> that was that birthday day was also in the report that I wrote and I remember that <laughs> I've that fact ever since like every time it's my birthday I'm like today was the day Bruce Lee's anniversary is which is a weird thing to think on your own birthday <laughs> <laughs> but so, so you guys living- both migrated
1: to Seattle in your adult lives and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you Lots got of married years. on your birthday
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then he eventually moved to California though, where he opened two more schools down there in Oakland, Los Angeles. And um he had two children, Brandon Lee in nineteen sixty-five and Shannon Lee in nineteen sixty-nine. And then he became and mostly gained his like highest level of success in the States in his lifetime from the TV series The Green Hornet from nineteen sixty-six to
1: nineteen sixty-seven. Okay, so Wait, I who want Who was to- the main character in that? Uh, in the Green yeah. Hornet. Like, like the, I know he was Kato, but um, the, the actor the of, of the Green Hornet. Oh, the actor of the Green Hornet? Seth I don't know. Rogan. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> that Rogan. <so good. laughs> no. um, it's okay. I, I didn't know if
2: it was somebody famous or. Uh, it you know, is somebody famous, but I wouldn't say they were famous. Um, so like,
1: Bruce Lee came out of it as probably being the most famous. Actor
2: out of that. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. He was. Let's see. I've got it right here for you. Uh, Van Williams as the Green Hornet. So,
3: do you know how he got the name Bruce? Like,
2: if he. Yes, I do. Well, he was born in the states, wasn't Wasn't he? he? What Mm -hmm. wasn't he born in the states? Yeah, Yeah, he he was. But his his name is not Bruce Lee. His his given name is Lee Lee John Fan. Or Lee Jun fan maybe I'm not sure Lee Chun, oh. Lee Chun Lee, fan, Lee Chun J U N is that Chun? J-U-N. Is that Chun? Lee Jun, Lee Jun, Chun. What? I feel like you guys should know, and you're disappointing <laughs> me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not even our country. I know, but
1: Travis and I close. had this talk the other day. I was just reminding him how many people in my life have called me Chinese. And how there was an angry kid in high school that would call me chink. (laughs) Well, that guy was a dick, but really bad. It was really bad. But when he told me that, I just couldn't stop laughing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so how many of you guys have seen the Dragon, the Bruce Lee movie? I know you have. Oh Oh, yes, I know. If you
0: guys haven't, you guys make me sad.
2: Yeah, we
1: haven't. But after doing a little bit of just brief looking up of Bruce Lee um, last night, it made me actually want to watch that movie, because yes. I didn't realize that that was basically his only American-made
2: movie. Well, no, you're thinking of Enter the Dragon. This is Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, which was made about him. Oh, no, in like, a, in like a documentary? No, it's not a documentary. It's like, it's got the actor. This is like bringing us back around to Luke Mortal King. Kombat, Liu Kang. The guy who played Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat played Bruce Lee in this movie um, called Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Oh, okay. It, it came out in like 93, I think. The reason I bring it up is because it's a really good movie, but it's like got its a handful of inaccuracies, which have like led to um, a lot of people having an opinion about Bruce Lee's death. So we're going to get into that in just a second as to like how this movie sort of influenced the culture around Bruce Lee's, around Bruce Lee's death. Um, but first let's talk about how he died. Um, he would move back to Hong Kong because of racism in America, similar to what Danny had to experience in school. <laughs> and then... I um, this was my home, so moving back home
1: just kept me in the same place.
2: <laughs> You're like I'm going back to West Bountiful. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so he had moved back to Hong Kong and was doing. He had done he had done a movie called The Big Boss in 1971, which was known as Fist of Fury here, um, which was like kind of his first big one that sort of set him off. Um, and then he did the Chinese connection, which was even bigger uh, though. I believe they had poor reviews yeah. according to this article I read, but, um, and then he was began work on this third one called, oh, what was the name of it? Um, I can't remember the name of the third one, but he began work on this one and then he got the opportunity to do the first like Hollywood Chinese led movie, which was into the dragon, which is the one Danny that you were looking at earlier. And that this was, one. so he, Hmm. Is it the one behind me? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the one, yep. <coughs> and so he was doing Enter the Dragon. He went and shot that, and then he came back to do this other one, which was, uh, let me see, what was the name? I can't remember the name of that one that he was coming back to. It was like his last one, they never finished it. Well, they finished it, but Oh,
0: it's the one with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
2: Is it game of I like it's like game in the title? Oh, is that
1: the one where he like has to fight the different like levels yeah. of bad guys basically? Yeah. Game of um, game of death. Yes, game, game of, of death. death. But he's only in like ten or fifteen minutes of it, but then the rest is like a double. Yeah. Who, they, they like they... have odds like odd angles to like not necessarily show his face. And the only mm-hmm. time they see his face is like a cardboard cutout in a mirror or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they had shot um, uh, They had shot like 40 minutes worth of content for it, which is all the end sequence. And so the movie, after he died, they finished it by using the body double, but they ended up with like 20 minutes maybe worth of like Bruce Lee time of him yeah. actually acting, and the rest is all body double stuff. Um, and they actually like changed the plot, which the in- one of the interesting things, we'll get into this a little bit more later, but they changed the plot to something that was similar to the conspiracy theory down the line with his son, Brandon. But we'll get to that in a little bit. (laughs) Okay, so before we get- when is this? Is this like the 70s or the 80s or? 70s, 70s. it's like like 73,
1: 74, I think. He died in
2: 73, right? Let's see, I'll double check. Uh, No, he died. He died, uh, let's see. Um, seventy-three. Yep, July of seventy-three. So, okay. Um, so I'm going to walk you through his death. We're going to take it kind of slow. Feel free to interrupt me if you want, but it's important to get the details out because like different things connect through to his um to the conspiracies that kind of come from this. Okay. So what so, that means, Annie, is
3: don't interrupt him.
2: <laughs> no, you can interrupt. You can interrupt. Um,
1: why did you just interrupt him to tell me not to interrupt him? <laughs> because that's how I
2: wrote. <laughs> when Alan speaks, it's by an interruption. Yeah, I can <laughs> this recording at any time. <laughs> okay, so okay, Bruce Lee had arrived in Hong Kong to discuss his film that he was working on, which was The Game of Death, right? So he had started shooting it, and had shot 40 minutes worth of content. Then he'd gone and shot Enter the Dragon for the Hollywood Theater, and now he'd come back and was going to wrap this up. And he was having dinner that night with actor George Lazenby, who is James Bond from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. He's the, I believe, I believe he's the only Bond with one movie. Um, and it's like the longest Bond movie. It's a good one, but it's long. But anyway. Um, so why so did he to- go
1: visit Lazenby? Like, was he working
2: on a project with him? Yes. Okay, listen. Shh,
1: listen. listen. <laughs> if I said so I could interrupt at <laughs>
2: any time. Only with questions that aren't gonna be told in two seconds if you just not interrupt. <laughs> I can read the
3: microphone if you prefer. No, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: So he was meeting with him for dinner that night because he was gonna put George in a movie, Game of Death, with him. So George is gonna play like I think his like his master or something like that. And like Bruce Lee was like, I guess, so worked up about it. Like, he was so excited that like, he was like with his producer, Raymond Chow, and his, uh, acting friend, whose name was Betty Ting Pei, um, who was turns out to be, she was his uh, mistress, which oh, dragon, wow. uh, the Bruce Lee story did not include detail, but, um, <laughs> so, so did he you- was, like, did Camera know? Did his wife know? Well, she still denies it to this day that they were mistresses. So it's it's un it's actually unclear. But Betty said that they, that they did have a relationship. And generally everything they've heard from other people is that they did have a relationship, but his wife did not he was just like soaking wet. And since he'd arrived in Hong Kong, he'd been complaining about a headache and it was had worsened and worsened while he was there. So he told Pay that before, Pei that before he was going to go to dinner to back be, up, yeah,
3: back up like thirty seconds he's
2: on the recording. Mm-hmm. Back up thirty seconds you so when hear he that, head, right? his wife denies that. There's <laughs> a I like, I like how Danny snuck away, but he like tried to stay on the camera. He was like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, this is what it. you <laughs> get when you're in quarantine you get kids. Although I just want to point out that my kids are asleep. So, mm. yeah, mine
2: are. Mine are as well. But right now, my kids are. Asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you guys just hear a toilet flush? I did. I thought. I thought that. Okay. So things were mistakes were going to do. Okay. I'm going to rewind back. Okay. So back to, so his wife denies that there was any kind of affair, but generally speaking, it was pretty well known that he was having, she was in one of his mistresses. So because he'd been acting out the scenes, he was so excited to portray with George. He was like exhausted and he had this headache since arriving in Hong Kong. So he asked to take some medicine. From, and so uh, Betty gave him a painkiller called, I don't know how to pronounce this, Equagestic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Sounds like
1: you' trying to pronounce something on the show. Welcome to the Anyway,
2: club. basically equagestic or whatever contains a tranquilizer called metroprobate, which is supposed to help with pain, tension, anxiety. So take, he takes the medicine and he goes up to her bedroom to lay down. Um, and they go to sleep. So he sleeps. And so Raymond Chow, who's now his producer, who's um, Bruce Lee's producer and partner in his company is at dinner with George Lazenby. And he's calling Betty to be like, Hey, where's, where is um, Bruce? And Betty tries to wake up Bruce and she calls him. He's still asleep. She hangs up. She waits a little while. She goes and tries to wake him up again. Can't get to wake up. She panics. She calls Raymond from at the restaurant, who comes tearing back over to the house. He gets into the house, goes into where Bruce Lee's at, tries to revive him, and realizes basically right away that Bruce Lee is dead. Okay. Now, what happened here is he, Raymond Chow knew that he had into the Dragon was coming out in just a couple of weeks. And he was like, if it comes out that Bruce is at his mistress's house where he died, it's going to be a huge scandal. So, we have to basically fake this. So he calls his private doctor to come. His doctor comes, checks Lee over, does dec- real, claims, tells him that Lee is dead, but does not officially declare him dead. Then Raymond calls a hospital to come and pick up Bruce, who they are still pretending is alive. They drive him to a hospital 40 minutes away, passing by a closer hospital where he is officially declared dead upon arrival at that hospital. Now, the reason they did that was so that they would move his body far enough away from Betty's house that it would not be known that he was at Betty's. He would have looked like he was at his house with his wife, which is what they told the public. Uh-huh. Wait, so this is this the conspiracy theory, or is this... The- no, this is still, this is all facts. We're going to get into the conspiracy in a minute. These are all the facts that we know. This all comes from... uh Linda okay um this all comes from a book that recently came out uh, by matthew polly who's a biography it's called bruce lee a life um i haven't read it but i've done enough research in the last day and a half to get two days to get a good idea of what it's about um and he's got a pretty i from what i read all the reviews it's a pretty comprehensive and arguably the most accurate bruce lee um uh, memoir. But. What it does, what should be noticed is like there are different variations on the story, obviously, to some degree, but for the most part, these seem to be the mutually agreed upon facts. Now, okay, so he's been declared dead at the hospital, and Chow decides to say that Bruce was found with his wife, collapsed his wife with his wife, and was taken to the hospital where he died, right? Well, what happens is it takes like a whole three days for the public to figure out that's not true, and they find out that he was at Betty Teen's house, which really bleeds into the conspiracy we're going to talk about in just a minute. But on top of that, to make it one step further is in China, cremation is the standard practice for the death of a loved one, but uh, because burials are really expensive. So Bruce Lee's wife decides to take him home to Seattle to bury his body there, which he is buried here. Um, but what happened was on the plane, Uh, the glass inside Lee's coffin became like loose and basically trapped all the humidity inside the coffin because like it wasn't pressurized on the plane and it like dampened the coffin and like dampened Lee's suit so he was like all wet his body and so when he landed in Seattle and they figured that out they changed coffins and put his body into a new coffin which when the press heard that with bananas that there was this whole conspiracy they were moving his body around and so it was all these different things that like added up that just left the whole thing with this like shade of mystery around it that like led to these conspiracies. And so Andre Morgan, who was like, who was a work with Bruce Lee a lot, basically, this is a quote from him. He says, uh, the stories were rampant stories about him dying from an overdose dying from screwing too much dying with an erection dying from being hacked to death by young thugs poisoned by a servant. There was one story that wasn't, that was, there was one story that he wasn't even really dead. So like, just in that first few months of his death, it was like you couldn't turn around without there being stories, uh, particularly in China and Hong Kong, around how Bruce Lee died, which leads us to the theories. So now we're getting into the conspiracy theory part. So, so two questions so far. Okay, two okay. questions. All right, go ahead. One,
1: how did the people figure out three days later that he did not actually die at home, that he died at uh, Betty Ling Ting P?
2: Is that her name <laughs> Betty Ting Pei? Yes. Oh, yes. Betty well, Ting Pei. Nice. <laughs> uh, the answer to that question is I don't know. And all the articles I read, nobody ever gave a reason as to how they found out. So I have no idea. But we'll just the, several, articles, yeah. several articles. Several articles said three days it. later, but they figured it out somehow. Okay.
1: Two. I don't get, and maybe I'm just naive, but how come if his body was just like wet or whatever um, from the humidity, how does that translate into him dying with an erection?
2: Well, that doesn't necessarily connect to the erection. Andre Morgan was just saying that upon his death, it was just like there was so many different rumors. And so it wasn't just that his confidence was wet and therefore he had an erection. It was... (laughs) that his coffin was wet they moved his body because he was poisoned or because of this or that or he was chopped up or he wasn't really dead it was just that between the coffin being moved and Raymond Chow like basically faking all the information out of the gate we were left with essentially a very unclear story that had a lot of holes in it and so that's what opened filled up. It in
1: as they would, like however how yeah yes
2: and so okay so there was three ways that his that I kind of, I like, cause there's like, honestly, there's probably about nine different ways people think he died. And so I kind of booked them up into three different areas. So we have accidental, we have mythical and we have murderous. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do these kind of in chronological order to some degree, um, because as time has gone on, his death has sort of had different loops in which people have different opinions on it. So, uh, we're going to start with like murderous, um, because that's like kind of the first thing. It was out of the bank. Um, So because he was, once it was out, that he was uh, dead in Betty Ting Pei's house, um, people started immediately thinking it was her fault. Like she was the first one that kind of suffered the blow. Um, And it's very interesting because it's probably the most common murder theory is that she did it. So they've said, people have said that she poisoned him, that she was an assassin. Um, that she was hiding things. And it was so passionate that people in Hong Kong were protesting around um, schools and campuses carrying signs that said, like, Betty killed Bruce, and she knows more than she's letting on, things like that. And that was all, like, fine. It was annoying. but It was fine. But what really kicked it off was um, a series of bomb threats around Hong Kong that would people would find these bomb like packages, these brown packages, and on them would say things written in like Chinese writing like Betty Ting knows the cause of Bruce Lee's death or Revenge for Bruce Lee and these were put across the city. And so as soon as that happened, the government was like, Oh, we have to like intervene. Like we have to put a solve to this. Um, so they started looking into how they died concern for her life Uh, They were concerned for her life, but they were honestly just concerned about the fact that these bombs were progressed. There was bombs around that. All the bombs turned out to be fakes. But just because there was bombs being left around, they were like, we can't have somebody blowing up a school or whatever because they're mad that Betty team potentially killed Bruce Lee. So we have to figure out how Bruce died and we need to be able to give people a definitive answer. So this will be over now. I mean, that's just rational thinking, you know. You get upset about
0: something. <laughs> I demand to know the truth. If not, I will put a bomb near a school that had nothing to do with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's pretty it's pretty. pretty something the thing Joker joke. would do. Well, what's interesting is, like, in my research, too, I couldn't figure out why anyone would think that Betty would have killed him. There was never a place that said, well, Betty would have killed him because she benefited in this way or that way. It, she wasn't his wife, so she doesn't get any money or any kind of you Like, no, no motive for her to kill him. There's no motive. The only thing that came up that I could see anywhere was she did marry a member of the triad a few years later. Now, the triad, we'll talk about them really quickly, um, because they're also considered. So, in a book called... Really, really quick, before you go yeah. past Betty, Betty
1: was... Like, she was an actress too, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So she was in, was she in the movies with Bruce. Yeah, she's okay. in one. I think it was. Well, the that's how else. they knew each
1: other was from that movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so okay, so that's Betty. So the tie um, or the triad, triad, the triad. Um, so in a book called Unsettled Matters: The Life and Death of Bruce Lee, we have author Tom Bleeker. It was basically kind of suggesting that Bruce Lee's death was linked to organized crime. Now, the reason he thinks that is because the triads in Hong Kong had like a pretty, um, a pretty good ownership over films and the film industry. And they were basically telling Bruce Lee that he had to sign exclusive contracts with them, with other people around the area to kind of keep the industry in China booming. Right. Um, they didn't want, uh, you know, this, the industry to go under because Bruce Lee was becoming so popular and it was now moving into us films, like to the dragon, things like that, that were us backed. And so the, the rumor is that they first tried to pressure Bruce Lee into it and he said no. And then they later came back. And some say with the help of Raymond Chow, Bruce's producer, they actually poisoned him and or murdered him in some capacity. Um, There's honestly not a whole lot, to back this beyond just the fact that the triads would have potentially wanted Bruce Lee to stay in China, but like getting to Bruce, I mean, you know, you could, like you say, you could say, okay, well, it was Betty and he brought it, they did it through Betty, but it just, you know, I don't know. There's not a whole lot there to back it, but it is there. Uh, the movie into the Dragon, or uh, not into the dragon um, dragon, the Bruce Lee story kind of has a light suggestion that uh, he had been accused of dishonoring the ancient Chinese secrets by sharing them with foreigners So that's another potential reason the triad could have been involved. So there are a few little areas that talk about why the triad could have been involved, but generally speaking, I can't find in my research, I can't find a really solid, they were there or they did this or anything that really proves that theory, but it is, it is out there in one of the, one of the popular theories.
1: So the ancient Chinese secrets or whatever being martial arts, right? Martial arts. So Teaching it there are no Vikings. martial arts studios in America in the 70s
2: and 60s. In the 60s. No, Bruce Lee kind of came in. It was the first one to really start taking that to. It's actually interesting. <laughs> to see <the> day. <laughs> yeah. He gets challenged by this man named wong jack man this is another situation in which the movie was not accurate because the movie the only reason he fights uh wong jack man is because a man named what was the man name? david chin paid him to do that And the reason david chin paid him to fight was because bruce lee was giving a speech and was insulted traditional kung fu masters calling them old tigers with no teeth who teach nonsense and everybody got all upset <laughs> and then bruce lee I know. And then everybody got all upset because he's insulting these these old masters. And Bruce says, like, I would let, I would like to let everybody know that anytime my Chinatown brothers want to research my Kung Fu, they are welcome to find me at my school in Oakland. Basically threatening all of Chinatown to say, like, come on down and I'll show you. And so, like, David Chin was, like, so upset that he was like, I can't fight him, but I'm going to pay someone to do it. And so he paid this waiter, um, an aspiring Kung Fu teacher, Wong Jack Man, man to go and fight him. Which Bruce Lee ended up basically beating the dude like really badly.
0: Um, so, so it wasn't in a secret underground uh, dojo. No, it like, wasn't like, <laughs> like <laughs> the one behind me with the three no. with the three like masters of kung fu
2: who apparently voice the the rules of the ancient ways. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. it actually, so it's interesting because the article, um, which was written by the man who wrote the Bruce Lee book that I was referencing earlier, uh, Paulie, I can't remember his first name, but he he said that Bruce overwhelmed Wong with his opening series of attacks, causing Wong to turn back and run. Bruce chased him around the room until Wong tripped and fell. Bruce jumped on him and rained down punches, forcing Chin <laughs> to intervene and rescue Wong. So it's actually kind of like in the movie, it's like so epic and in real life, you're like, ooh, that poor man is like crying basically (laughs)
1: Um, wasn't Bruce Lee not really a master of Kung Fu or whatever like wasn't he just like he had his own style
2: or is that another rumor he did have his own style yes and his style was called let's see if I have it written down I believe I wrote down Um, yeah he called it uh, Kung Fu oh no that was the one he fought. what was his style Uh, oh his style was called G Jet kundu, G-E or J E E T, I don't know to say jeet, Jet, Jet, not sure. Jet kundu, but it's like the way of intercepting fist is what it means. So, Thou, so he did have a style. Now Jet Lee got his <your> name? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Probably not because it's spelled differently. But um okay, so so that was so you've got Betty Ting uh Pei, you've got yeah, the triad. Triads. you've got Uh, Raymond Chow, who is like, and this one is like, this is the darkest corner of the internet for me, just for the most part, getting to this guy, because I didn't, I had not seen him name even listed until I got to this like article on some random website. So take this all with a large gate, a large grain of salt. But, um, some conspiracy theorists, according to this website, believe that he may have orchestrated Bruce Lee's murder. Now he co-owned Concord production with Bruce Lee but apparently their relationship was strained because apparently I Bruce Lee had a really bad temper on set. And, um, when he fled leaving game of death behind to go film into the dragon, that kind of stung on Raymond Chow as well. And basically Raymond kind of like the triad was nervous that Bruce was moving back towards Hollywood. Like he'd been there for, um, for green Hornet and then he'd come back to Hong Kong now and, kind of, according to this article, Raymond thought he had him back, and now it's like Into the Dragon was making Bruce huge again in the U.S., and Bruce was going to end up going back to the U.S. and kind of leaving him behind, and so rather than letting Bruce go, he orchestrated to kill him. Um, the reason that people kind of suspect Chow is because and we're getting this theory in a little bit more later, is that Bruce actually collapsed on set once, and when Chow was formed, he didn't inform he didn't call an ambulance, that he brought on his own doctor, and they found that Lee's brain was swollen, which is the same symptoms he had when he died. But um, when he died, Lee or Chow again did not call. He did not call an ambulance and instead called his own doctor. So people have this suspect that Chow realized with the first accident that Brucey was capable of being of having this brain swelling and instigated it with the second one. Um, Beyond this one website and a, and a couple other places where he was mentioned like this, I never really saw any reason for this. Um, one article is like, well, he could still benefit because he could still release Game of Death using the 11 minutes of footage of Bruce Lee and filling it in. But it's like, in the end, filming one kind of half-baked movie does not seem to me to be the same cash cow that having Bruce Lee alive would be. Um, so I just, I just don't really buy this one that much, but it is a possibility. Yeah, to me, it doesn't make any sense because if he's so upset that Bruce Lee's going to leave him and go
3: back to the United States, your, your, uh, your solution is to kill him? Yeah, it just it seems like an overreaction.
1: Um, well, I mean, okay. so was Bruce Lee bigger in China or in the
2: U.S.? Oh, way bigger in China. Way bigger in China. Okay. Yeah, huge in China. Uh, How many on. Is he uh, in? The only, I mean, he's in four. Big Boss, Chinese Connection, Angel the Dragon, and then his little segment in Game of Death.
3: That's it? Four uh, movies?
2: I believe yeah. so, yeah. He was only 32 when he died. Yeah, he was, he was fairly young when he died, and honestly, he spent a lot of time in TV and a lot of time teaching Kung Fu and doing other things, so it wasn't, he wasn't a big... I mean it, it you know it just took a while for him to really take off mm-hmm. so. yeah I mean like if you think about it it was, it wasn't probably till after his death
0: that uh he became really popular here in the u s oh definitely so
2: definitely um okay, which brings us to the last murder death uh, the last possible murder so this one I put at the end because it's sort of the most vague of all of them, in that there's not any one person that it's that it's, it's uh attributed to it's how he died um so there's been lots of suggestions that Bruce Lee was actually killed by someone who used a technique known as dim mock. Do any you know of you guys know what that is? I didn't. Is that the yeah. touch of death? Touch of death, exactly. Um, yes, yeah, it's the touch of death where basically okay. you just come up and and, and they explained it. I was like, I didn't understand how it works. And so the touch of death is not proven, but here's how they suggest it would work, okay? So in the normal body, you have pressure points, right? And, you know, like an acupuncture, when you do acupuncture, they go in basically and they push in a certain spot that releases the, the blocked energy in that area. And that's like what gives you like relaxation and stress, right? Um, the touch of death is the opposite. Basically they touch you in a certain place and in a certain way that blocks that energy, but because it doesn't, it blocks it. It doesn't immediately kill you. It just eventually builds up and then kills you. So you could die days or weeks later from a supposed touch of death. Um, yeah, maybe that's what he read... was trying to do when he
0: flicked me in the nipple. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things I
1: read said that it was like, he got the uh, dim muck, but it took weeks for him to succumb to the effects or something like that, so.
2: Yeah. And so, the you know, most people said that there was, that he got into a, the... the um, the reason they believe is that he apparently got into a fight with someone on set there while he was shooting one of his films a couple weeks before. And they, they got into an actual fight and they think that that person, whoever it is and is not named, uh, you know, hit him. And then it took a while later for it to to sit in. But, you know, I think with all the murder ones, I think the hardest thing to find with them is motive. Um, But with touch of death, it's even one step harder because you don't even have anybody who you could say did it. Right, and who would have done it? And so it's an interesting theory, but there's just not really any basis for it. In well, there,
1: right from a scientific standpoint, there's no proof that there is actually a dim lock. Right, a touch right. Of death. yeah, yeah. That so- would suck if you accidentally like. Like bumped into a wall or something, and you're like, "Oh
2: no!" Well, I think it. I <laughs> think two weeks from now, <laughs> pretty pretty precise. I don't know the bumping into a wall would necessarily do it, but maybe. Um, <laughs> but I think you could tie. You could kind of tie the touch of death in with the triads potentially of saying like, "Well, maybe that's how they did it." I read one article that said there was like ninjas in the rafters on one of his movies watching him, but that was it was such an obscure article that I didn't even really take it in consideration, but. You know, that there maybe could have been. So you never know. Okay. So the, the second way, so murder was our first one. Our second one we want to talk about is kind of mythical. And these are like kind of your big conspiracies. Um so there's two potential components to them. There, there's one there's one mythical um way that people think he died, and that is like the, the Lee family curse. Uh and there's a few reasons that they think this curse could have existed. Um first reason that think the curse existed is Bruce Lee, when he was born, his parents referred to him as Little Phoenix, uh, when he was a child, which is a girl's name in Chinese. And the reason they did that is before Bruce Lee was born, his parents had lost another son. And according to tradition, if you didn't refer to your new son by a male name, it would confuse the spirits who might steal their souls. And so by calling Bruce Lee Little Phoenix, the spirit who comes after male Lee children, would have avoided him. So that's kind of the earliest reference of there being a Bruce Lee or a Lee family curse, right? It actually is
0: a uh, a theme throughout the movie. Um, it's very much a theme. Uh, dragon, a Bruce Lee story, because I think that's kind of the thing that they go with, um, just because it is so fantastical. Like just this this, this theory of some. Being that will go after them, because he even mentions in the, the beginning of the movie, he's like, you know, we bring you here, we dress you in girls' clothes, we do this, so he doesn't catch you.
1: Good memory. Yeah. yeah. Like- wait, wait, hold on. Clarify this, okay? So, if your parents call you a girl's name when you're a boy, that curses you because your no. spirit gets confused. No, it hides you from the curse.
2: It hides you from the spirit hide on the curse, so they're saying there was a curse before
1: he was even born,
2: yes, because his older brother had passed away before he was born, they believed that there was a spirit evil spirit that was coming after uh the Lee family, and so to confuse him, they called Bruce Lee little Phoenix. Now, what's most important about this to realize it's not so much whether or not that's true, which I mean obviously doesn't much as much, what's important about it is. The fact that even like years before Bruce Lee even died, there was already in his family this vibe of a curse existing. This did not come at Bruce Lee's death. The curse existed before. Now, another reason that the people are concerned about the curse is because when Bruce Lee's father died, he was buried next to a child's grave. Um, I'm assuming it doesn't say, but I'm assuming it's the unborn son that they, they had, but it doesn't say. But supposedly, it's also bad luck, in China, to be buried next to a child that has died so young, especially if it's a male. And according to superstition, being buried next to a child, that could mean disaster for descendants of the family. So even Bruce Lee's brother, um, Robert Lee, has basically stepped forward and claimed that his family, the Lee family, is under a dark cloud. Um, now, as we're going to get into in a minute, there's actually not evidence, but this is one of the ones that has quite a bit... Going for it, one of the conspiracies. Um, so basically, um, the idea that Bruce Lee's family's curse, as Trav mentioned, it first showed up in the 1993 released film *Dragon: The Bruce Lee Story*. Um, and in that dream, he's he's being he, he's having in that movie he's having dreams where he's being haunted by this like is it like a it's kind of like a samurai right? Trav, it
0: looks like a giant
2: like statuesque samurai, yeah type. Thing <laughs> <laughs> and and what's interesting is that the, near the end of the movie, this demon like loses interest in Bruce and begins heading towards his son. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah. He's like, no, Brandon. No, go away.
2: Yeah. Like, and, like <laughs> and so the idea was in the movie that this thing grew tired of Bruce Lee and went towards Brandon, and then Bruce Lee kind of sacrificed himself to the yeah. demon to save his son. Now, obviously this is all in the movie and it's kind of fictional, but what happened that was kind of interesting was right before the movie came out, Bruce Lee's son, Brandon died in mysterious circumstances. So you've probably so heard the crow was around 1993. Then it was, it was being filmed the exact same year. So just before dragon came out, uh, Brandon Lee died. Now, how Brandon Lee died is very interesting as well. And I don't know how much you guys know about this. But so he was filming McCrow. And earlier in the shoot, one of the prop guys went down to the local prop shop to buy items for production, during which time he bought live bullets. Um, That is forbidden, of course. And so the prop master removed them and stored them in the trunk of his car. Because of course, you would not want live bullets around blanks because they look identical and essentially... You could accidentally kill somebody, right? So, but what happens is um, when you're firing a blanket, it has a, it, it does have gunpowder in it. It's what causes it to fire. But what the tip is like cardboard, and it it won't actually shoot because it's just not just strong enough. Just disintegrates. Just disintegrates. Essentially, blows it out. Um, but they were shooting a scene where a victim had to look down the barrel of a gun, right? Like this, and. When they were filming the camera, they realized that you could tell that the gun wasn't loaded when he was pointing it down the camera. There's Danny sneaking off again. (laughs) I was going to laugh if you just hear a bunch of, like, beating sounds. It's like like in in a Christmas story. It's like, what are you doing, Mom? What are you doing? (laughs) I didn't do anything, Mom! Who said it? Schwartz. (laughs)
0: Schwartz. Schwartz probably heard that word a hundred times a day for my old man
2: <laughs> I feel like my kids are going to be that way too because when I'm like getting all frustrated I'm like <laughs> 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 um, okay Danny's back okay
1: so right, anyway. guys, just my wife is at work tonight and my kids are not cooperating <laughs> no
2: it's cool man it's cool okay so when they're pointing on bruce lee they're pointing the gun or i mean on brandon lee they're pointing the gun at the camera they realized there was no bullet in it you could see that so they went out and got the live round and put it in the gun to, to to give the illusion that the bullet was in there right knowing it was live knowing it was live no intent to shoot anybody just to use it um just to use it in the gun for that shot. Well, what happened was, and this is where things started to get kind of coincidental and kind of crazy is the, the lead tip of that bullet got lodged in the barrel of the gun. They took the the rounds out, but the lead tip got lodged in the barrel. Okay. The gun was put away. And two weeks later, they pulled that gun back out to use the, sh- to use in the scene where Michael Massey's character fun boy shoots Brandon Lee when he walks into his apartment. Okay. Um, the idea was that they would shoot and they would activate the squib, which is what the packet of blood that, you know, bursts out to make it look like you have a gun and Lee would fall to the ground. Okay. Bruce Lee or Brandon Lee walks in, uh, Massey's pulls the trigger. Lee falls to the ground. Everything goes exactly as planned. Then Lee doesn't get up. Now, what had happened was is that, that lead tip that had that had wedged into the gun when the powder hit it it basically turned that lead tip into a bullet which shot out into brain oh so they did have a blank in there but that lead tip was still in there that lead tip that was wedged in there shot out like like a bullet okay and the lead tip was from an actual bullet was from an actual bullet they had used earlier in the shoot when they were shooting the down the camera barrel scene, but it was not, it was not, it was, it was like, it it honestly, should, the prop guy probably should have checked the, the barrel should have checked the route to see if there was anything wedged in there, but just didn't because that's just super unlikely. And there shouldn't have been live rounds in there anyway, but it was just this whole series of coincidences, right? Well, Brandon is rushed to the hospital he lives for like, I think, 13 hours and then passes away in the hospital. OK, now this is where people start really digging into conspiracy theories, because you have Bruce Lee, who died right around the same age that Brandon Lee died. They're not exactly the same, but they're very close. They're both the firstborn males of their family. Uh, and then the, um, the movie that Bruce Lee had was shooting, Game of Death. That, was fi- that he filmed, they changed the ending of it to try and account for Bruce Lee not being there. And the ending they changed to was that he was an actor who was having somebody try to shoot him with a prop gun in the That's end of the movie. That's right. <laughs> so basically, that. the way that Brandon Lee died is the same way that Bruce Lee's character in Game of Death was uh, was attempted to be killed in the movie. So people immediately started putting all of these together and being like, there is a Lee family curse. This demon's out to get him. And then, of course, two months later, out comes Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, with that scene in the movie that just further erupted the theories around uh, the demon and Bruce Lee's family. So so
1: So this was like years before. So in the 70s, that was their plan to finish the movie. Yes. And then that's how they 20
2: years later, his son gets killed in the same 20 years way. later, his gets, son gets killed in a very mysterious way. That um, does seem a little too coincidental. It's definitely, it's one of those things where I don't think the curse would carry any weight if Brandon Hem died. Brandon Lee's death really does put a lot of weight behind it. If you believe in like the mythical and you believe in that kind of stuff, if you don't believe in that kind of stuff, then it's all coincidence. Um, but if you does believe Brandon in the Lee mythical, have any children before he passed uh, there? He did have children, but I'm not sure. Oh, you know, actually, I don't know if he did have children or not. Now that I think he did for some reason. I feel like he had a son, but I know that he was only engaged. He wasn't married when he died. Um, so if I he has know. a son and his son,
1: I mean, after the third one, that's pretty crazy. If something were to happen.
2: Yeah, no, that would be pretty nuts. Um Yeah, no, I don't see. I'm looking at Brandon Lee's thing right now. I'm not seeing any kids. And so I don't think he did have any children. So I guess he would have been the end. That would have been the end of the line for him. But he is also buried in Seattle. Fun fact. So when you guys come out to visit me, we can all go visit Bruce Lee's um, Bruce and Brandon's graves, graves, which are right next to each other. Okay, so Brandon was born in
1: 1965
2: uh i think so is that what i said okay no so he was just 28 then yeah so he was um let's see he was born in 65 yep 65 and yeah and so he was actually the kind of some of the people getting the conspiracies brandon was actually the exact same age that his mom linda was when bruce died so i mean you sort of like Take that all the grain of salt, but um, you know yeah. it's all just kind yeah, of. That's, that seems like reaching. Yeah, I, I agree. I I, uh, I saw that and down. I was like, <laughs> and they're like, they're it's like,
0: not oh. a reach for conspiracy theorists. Yeah. That's just <laughs> well, that's right, right, right on, right on the button. That's uh, what twenty Just have the have like, to
1: be the same age as the number of days in three out of four Februarys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, okay, so lastly but not least, I don't want to take too much more time, but our last area. So we talked about murder, we talked about mythical, and now our last one is accidental. Um, so there's basically three accidental ways. So Bruce Lee, as I as I mentioned earlier, he died from like a swollen brain, essentially, um, and he died. Is that like the from apartment.
0: concussions? You know, does it explain that?
2: No, getting in the
0: head too many times. From yeah. what I
2: saw.
1: And I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is basically like the 30 second version of what I saw last night it was basically at some point, several years before Bruce Lee died, he broke his back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember. Do you guys remember how he broke his back? Like,
0: well, in the movie, it's from that one dude. <laughs> it's not
2: that. Yeah, no, it's not that. I think it was just an accident. I just don't an know accident. I just, he broke his
1: back. Yeah. So, because of that, like they thought he would possibly, like, doctor said, he may never walk again. Um, but let alone, like, do more martial arts and act and stuff. But Bruce Lee was determined. He ended up uh, recovering, but he had back pain, so he was always taking painkillers for his back pain. And then that medicine that you couldn't pronounce because it is a really hard word um, was an, like a headache medicine, and it triggered some kind of weird chemical reaction inversely that caused his brain to swell because of the allergic reaction or something like that to the combination of the two medicines. And then that's what ended up killing him.
2: And so that is, that's what's considered to be the official story. So remember I mentioned at the beginning when Betty was, everyone was accusing Betty and the bomb threats and the government was like, geez Louise, we've got to do something about this. What they did was they went and did a full autopsy on Bruce Lee. And basically they came to what they came to two conclusions. The first one, several doctors said, okay, well it's about hatch. He's been doing marijuana. He, he, he ingest his cannabis Traces of hash are found in his stomach, and so that's what causes death. But there's never been any link between cannabis and this brain swelling. Uh, this, it's called cerebral oedema. Uh, it's a swelling of the brain, and it's just your ability to overdose on marijuana is basically non existent. And so it's just that got ruled out pretty quickly. The second thing was exactly what you just said, Danny basically, that this medicine he'd taken had, com- had combined weirdly with this medicine he'd been taking for a while and it basically caused his brain to swell. Now, most people don't believe that, and the reason they don't believe it is because, one, he'd been taking this painkiller many times before. This was not the first time that he had taken this painkiller, so there was no reason that this time the painkiller should have had that reaction. Secondly, when you die basically like that, it's pretty much an allergic reaction, which means that besides the swelling of the brain, he should have had rashes in his mouth and throat and a variety of other symptoms of which he had none. So basically, people have kind of questioned it, but that painkiller thing has been the official story for Bruce Lee's deaths for, you know, 30 years or whatever. Until basically two years ago when this book came out by the guy I mentioned earlier, Matthew Pauly. Now, Matthew Pauly has what I believe to be, in all the ones I read, all these ones he talked about, I believe it's the most accurate and most potential for his death that I, I think anyway. Now, what it is, is a few years before... Uh, not even a few years, I think it was several months before his death, Bruce Lee underwent an operation to remove sweat glands from his armpits, because basically he didn't like the way when he was fighting that he would have sweat stains there, and since this was before the ability for people to go paint stuff out effects, he didn't want to look like he was all sweaty and gross all the time, so he removed the sweat glands from his armpits so that they would not sweat. Now, what happens, though, is when you do that... This is true. This is like... Premented. Yeah, no, this is true. He didn't, okay. yeah, that's, that's proven. But they what happens
3: is... anti back there?
2: Well, I mean, I think the way he's moving, it's like he's beyond anti-perspirant. So... <laughs> not with right
0: guard. He's um, immune.
2: Nice trial, Spice. That'd be like a good commercial. Um, so anyway, because he had removed the sweat glands, it basically eliminated, not eliminated, but it significantly reduced his body's ability to dissipate heat. Right. So he would get hot easy. Now, on May 10th, just a few weeks before his death, he was in a, in a dubbing room recording dialogue for Into the Dragon. And the engineers had to turn off the air conditioning while he was talking to avoid picking up that noise in the background. And what happened is while he was in there, he basically like passed out because it just It was so hot without the air conditioning, and he wasn't able to dissipate out water that he passed, and he was rushed to the hospital. Where guess what? He almost died from swollen brain, cerebral edema. Okay, the doctors diagnosed it, and were able to treat it in the nick of the time. But none of them realized that this collapse was from heat stroke. Okay, they just assumed that something had gone on. Okay, so now, flash forward two weeks later, he's on. What did I say at the start? The hottest day of the year in July. He's been acting. He's been punching and doing scenes. He's worked up, right? He's with, he's with his lady, Betty, who he's, who a lot of articles suggest that he's having sex with. So he is doing everything you can to get physically warm. And he's feeling lightheaded. Now, rather than passing out, like he did in the booth, he basically takes some medicine and goes and lies down. And what happens is he has the same heat stroke thing happen. But because he's, already he's asleep, out. nobody knows. And he lays in there for hours, sl- basically swollen brain, heat stroke, and passes away while he's in there. So he's dead before they even find him. Um, and so this reason that Matthew Pauly gives in his book, to me, is about the most solid because it accounts for the the medicine that he that has been the justified reason for the past 40 years. And it accounts for um you know the fact that nobody killed him or poisoned him it's a natural thing and it also accounts for what is one of the other big challenging things is how does this man who's like basically peak physical condition die mysteriously so um i feel like this one to me if i was to put a vote down i would say this is where my money's at on this one Though so honestly as weird as it is as it is i think the curse is probably number two just because of brandon lee's death and how Crazy that is, but again, it's sort of it depends on where your spiritual beliefs are and all of that.
1: Yeah, that crazy. I, I mean, honestly, like that part, of the story that you just told, as you figured, that's the most likely scenario. To me, almost like the weirdest part of that is the removing of the sweat glands. Like <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. Like he's he's super stuck on that. <laughs> if, <laughs> It does feel like.
0: I can't. It's the He Removed his sweat (laughs) glands. It
2: it does feel like such a Michael Jackson thing to do. (laughs) Like like, you know, Michael Jackson was always like experimenting with his body to avoid weird things, and it's like I feel like if Bruce Lee had lived, by the time he was like in his fifties, he'd be like, dude, that guy is weird. Removed all his sweat glands. Yeah, I am going to show you guys here really quickly. Let me pull it up. Um, my virtual background. So I told you guys I was looking for my report, right? Um, that I did in like seventh grade on Bruce Lee. Well, I found it, but I also had done my own cover for it, which I'm now putting up for you all. See, this is the official Bruce Lee portrait I did for the cover, which you can tell is proportionally correct in every way. <laughs> it's also uh it looks cover like of Bruce Lee. or uh, der- <laughs> yeah, Dragon. Dragon. Bruce Lee, a Bruce Lee story. I can't scroll down, but if you could scroll down it uses the same tagline from the movie as well, which is pretty <laughs> sad. So, it looks it looks like Luke King, though kind of it's because he was the actor in the picture. I'm copying this <laughs> off. <topic. laughs> so like my, my report that I submitted to my class about Bruce Lee did not even have Bruce Lee on the cover. <laughs> so, <laughs> really, really I think
1: as weird as all these conspiracy things are too. And just because we had just done an episode of uh, anybody saw or has listened to one of the previous episodes we just did about toys. Um, and my Mydell has kept all these toys from when he was a child, and now to find out that he also has kept reports. From no, child. Like,
0: not only is it reports, Danny. They are digitally cata- like cataloged. Yeah, they are. I have scanned. That's them all why he industry. was able to find it so easy.
1: Are you serious? Wow, that's, he has I mean, cataloged every
0: single written thing that he has done since he was in pretty much junior high. Yeah, I feel like I have a problem.
2: It makes it um, quick to grab things
1: like this. I thought I had OCD, but that's that's good. I should start cataloging all my stuff.
0: Yeah, you can't even find our freaking sports cards that we collected back in junior high. What are you going to catalog? I'm starting now.
1: I'll have everything
0: (laughs) from when I was 37 on.
3: I was actually over at my grandpa's house like a month ago, and I was going through... uh, his shed because I had some stuff stored in there, and I found like three big bits of like, all my
0: high school notebooks and stuff, and like my yearbooks, and I was like, that's where all of this was. pretty sweet. Did you also find bulk, just bags of rubber gloves? Because <laughs> Your
2: grandparents had so many just bulk items. (laughs) I feel like right now in this COVID world, your grandparents' house is the best place to be. I know. (laughs) Rubber gloves, cleaning supplies, all just in bulk.
1: They did buy like basically everything in bulk back when it was like price savers before Costco was even around here. Before price savers turned into Sam's Club. It was good times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought Alan was going to say that or Trav was going to say did you find your internet connection
0: who what
1: (laughs) (laughs) what does that even mean (laughs) to Alan because Alan's entire sentence before that was like super broken up (laughs) no
0: no daddy I'm not as clever as you I don't think of those jokes
3: (laughs) (laughs) On the recording it wasn't, so you look like a yeah. I, sang, I,
2: I was going to say, he sounded just fine to me, so I think it might have just been your, your internet, internet. Uh-huh. How did
3: You find yours, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Well, that's embarrassing. Uh, uh, so well, that was cool, though. I mean, as far as... Was there any more? Sorry, Travis. No, nope, that's it. That's it. Here. Nope. End of the road. Sweet. I have one kind of overwhelming philosophical 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 Philosophical. (laughs) question um (laughs) out of all of this because in in uh i mean you did a lot of research on it i self-admittedly will i probably put in like an hour hour and a half of like watching youtube videos reading some articles and stuff but then i realized and i remembered i'm like throughout my whole life one thing that i've always seen um is bruce lee quotes Like everywhere, like people will make them into like memes or put them in whatever. Right? Why is Bruce? And then knowing that he died at such a young age, it just seemed kind of odd, like that Bruce Lee would have so many
0: inspirational quotes. What is like? Like what?
2: It's a softest thing. Get a competitor rock. (laughs) 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 That's pretty good. Uh, It's probably because he. It's probably because he wrote a book. And so there's when he broke his back, he spent time putting a book together. And so I think it just gave a lot of resource. And honestly, like Trav said, he is, I mean, anyone in that environment is very philosophical and, or philosophical or whatever you said. But, <laughs> um, but, but like, <laughs> I think <laughs> it that that's like a just. Breakfast place. <laughs> that's Come have a philosophical, uh, a philosophical
3: waffle. Things um, said by Asians in general seem to be more wise. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Is wondering probably
1: like the racism in America. Saying, if he was just saying stuff, but people thought like, oh, like I literally wrote a note here. It says, "Why was he quote, uh, quoted so heavily throughout his life?" And then in parentheses, I put, "Is it just because when Asians talk, we sound super wise?"
2: <laughs> well that's I what mean, he not, wants <laughs> not all asians sound super wise philosophical. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i
0: would suggest going and i mean i know you two haven't seen it so i would go watch dragon again like you said there's a lot of uh there's a lot of inaccuracies with the movie, but it's
2: an amazing movie. It's a good movie. And it also has like one of the best soundtracks. No, I
1: really really am going to seek out that movie. Um, I would also encourage any listeners who have not seen the movie to watch it. Um, Maybe we can have some kind of discussion about it on our social media channels, uh, which we have on Instagram at Q-Code Podcast, Twitter at Q-Code Podcast, and Facebook at Q-Code Podcast. You can also visit us at our website at www.qcodepodcast.com. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Q-Code Podcast everywhere. <laughs> uh, and also, don't the Q- forget... Q-Code Podcast. See what comes up. Yeah. Uh, you can... Uh, don't forget, though... Uh, We would love to have some more ratings and reviews, uh, especially if you're using iTunes. If you'd go on there, give us a five-star review. That'd be much appreciated. And if you do so, I will leave you with this one thought. You must be shapeless, formless like water. When you pour water into a cup, it becomes a cup. When you pour water into a bottle, it becomes a bottle. When you pour water into a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Water can drip and it can crash. Become like water, my friend.
2: It's crazy because as you said that, my wife filled up water to make some tea. So I feel like (laughs) conspiracy.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, We will be coming back over the next three weeks with uh, three other conspiracies. Um, So make sure that you tune in to find out what those are. I would tell you what they are, but I think it'd be a little bit more exciting to come, you know and find out each week what those are it's so I think next week we got alan alan's conspiracy so um start brainstorming what you think that could be and uh <laughs> <spray>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next week Bye.